Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour. Yeah, hello. Oh, uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound is episode 460. Wow. A Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Yeah, wow. Moving right along. You know it. Uh, Post-Thanksgiving episode for us, Big Underscore Bane. How was your turkey? Belly full of turkey. <laughs> how, was your, how was your green bean casserole? I don't eat that shit. Damn right, we don't eat that shit around here. Not a bit, but Thanksgiving's always a fun holiday. We actually talked about that last week a little we bit. We did. We did, yeah. yeah. So, uh, did you enjoy it? You know, um, hindsight's twenty twenty. Breaker, <laughs> it's not Thanksgiving. It's yet. not. <laughs> uh, are you getting into the Christmas season though, Bane? Are you are you still an old Grinch over no, there? No, I'm still an old Grinch. I I did decorate the tree though. I got the tree up. There you um, go. Finally, but you know, normally I do that like November first or November third. You know, the first weekend in November. Yeah. Here it is, the week of Thanksgiving, and I have not like I just got it up yesterday. You normally you're such a Christmas guy. Like you're already like watching Christmas movies and writing. I mean I have watched a couple of Christmas movies. You're just not feeling it yet or what? Yeah. Nah. Um just not uh not not really in the holly jolly mood this year, I guess. I wonder why, man. I don't know, you know. It's weird cuz I don't feel like I can get into Christmas mode until Thanksgiving. Yeah. But I feel like I'm already there. Yeah. Yeah, you got your Christmas vacation shirt on. This came in the mail today. Had to yeah. wear it because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, no, I, I thought, I think it's it's that time, you know, it's that time of year where like all the Christmas movies are starting to hit now. Like a Christmas story, Christmas is on HBO Max. Sure. Guess you won't be watching that because you don't have HBO Max. I will not. Definitely. I won't be watching on HBO Max for sure. Um, but yeah, man, it's a Christmas season. You know, it's yeah. that time to be jolly. Yeah. I want Jolly Bane, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. He is, uh, he is not here today. He is yeah. not, not here. Apparently not. Well, um, like I said, we're kind of going with with our new format, um, at least especially to the end of the year. Just kind of, just kind of, you know, free flowing, having fun, seeing where the conversation takes us. Free balling uh, it, going commando no on dude. the show. No, dude, we're wearing underwear. I'm wearing underwear. I don't know what hey. you're wearing. Hey, 
I never know what you're wearing. Sometimes it's leggings. Sometimes it's a sundress. You never know. I got women's jeans on right now, Breaker. Oh, do you? Are those women's jeans? Yep, they are. You talked about that last week. Are they comfy? Very comfy. Yeah, very, very comfy. Yeah, well. The fact that you didn't couldn't tell they were women's jeans, though, is good. I'm not big in fashion, men's or women's, though. I mean, I, I purposefully got a pair that, like, doesn't really, like, look like overly women's jeans. I wonder why women's jeans fit you better. I don't know. Maybe I just have a feminine hips. I mean, that's got to be it. I don't know. I mean, I, I honest to God, I don't know, but they just, they are a lot more comfortable. Yeah, that's just, it's, is this kind of like a Michael Scott thing where he gets a woman's suit? And they fit. Got him out of a bin and they fit. Sue me. I'm not going to sue you. I don't feel like that's, you know, grounds for a lawsuit, but, you know, hey, teach their own, I guess. It says mysterious because the buttons are on the wrong side. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's funny about that episode is you never really notice it until like halfway through Till they mention it yeah, yeah you're like oh my god that is a woman's suit but then if you rewind it yeah he's wearing the woman's suit the entire time it's, it's hilarious so funny um jason david frank died this week man the uh, did. the green ranger the white ranger um celebrity deaths are always interesting this one hit me hard though it was super hard, even harder the fact knowing that it was suicide. Yeah. That's that's what really effing sucks. Yeah. Um I don't even really know what to say about that other than it's like I don't you don't hear a lot of negative on this guy. Right. And I, I will say this, most people that commit suicide, you don't hear a lot of negative on them. Like Robin Williams, right? You know, it's like they're all incredibly great people. It's it's really sad. Uh, obviously because like I know he had that new movie coming out that legend of the white dragon mm -hmm. and this was kind of like a power Rangers esque movie, but different. And it's like, Hey, this could be like a total relaunch for him career wise and yeah. And everything. And I know he was really big into doing cons and he liked, I was reading something and I didn't even realize this, but it made a lot of sense because he's done a lot of signings at different um, local shops here. He likes finding mom and pop shops and doing signings to help them out. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, wow, like who thinks like that? You know, like yeah. as a celebrity, like he wants to help people. He embraces being a Power Ranger. He always has, which I think is yeah, really cool because it would be so easy to just be like, ah, come on, just that Power Ranger crap I did. No, he was like, it's all about it, you know? Yeah. I remember he was uh, lobbying to be CM Punk's opponent in the UFC fight. Yep. Well, and he's a big wrestling fan. He is. Uh, he was actually going to have a match for Reality of Wrestling at one point. I don't know if you oh, knew that. Oh, I did not know that. That would have been cool. I, I heard that on the DL, and it just never materialized. But it was like... Has he... I, I'm assuming he had trained them to be a he pro was, wrestler? He was doing some stuff. It was going mean, to be a celebrity match, obviously. Sure. But, but he was actually getting in the ring a little bit, too. That's awesome. Because like, he lived in Texas. Okay. But with the CM Punk fight, I guess Punk kind of... They had words at a convention. And... Uh, he essentially said, like, oh, you're just trying to get a payday. Jason David Frank countered with, I will donate my money to charity. Wow. I'm like, what do you say to that? Like, right. he's just he's just like, I basically, like, I think I can beat you. He probably could have. Absolutely, he could have. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I read uh, just this morning that apparently him and his wife, you know, were in the midst of a divorce. She actually served him papers while he was at a con. Well, that's really sad. Yeah. And that's one of those things where, as fans, people are just like, we got to meet the Green Ranger. This is going to be so cool. Sure. And he gets hit with that. So now he's got to portray this, like, super positive 
guy loves being at the cons and like, how do you not? While his spirits have like literally just been crushed. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I guess they had an argument. They were at a hotel for some reason in separate rooms. And, uh, guess he basically kicked her out of the room like don't come back in my room and then like she couldn't get him to answer the door and that's when they found him so jeez yeah, i don't know man it's it's so sad though it is super sad man like and i'm seeing so much like love and posts for this guy it's just like wow like i don't know it just he had four kids i guess which i didn't realize he had that many i didn't either it's just terrible terrible deal yeah man that's really sad i mean I don't really know what all to say about it. It just really sucks. Like it sucks losing somebody, but it sucks losing somebody to suicide because it's one of those things like, like uh, as somebody who also deals with like depression quite a bit, like it's one of those things where even though, you know, like you should talk, you should get help. It's like none of that really actually helps. And it kind of sucks. It's kind of something that you fight on your own. Yeah. Well, I think depression is, I doubt there's a person walking the face of the earth that doesn't deal with it in some way. But I think there's levels to it too. hundred percent there are. And I think, you know, someone like him, maybe who's doing all these cons, he's probably bringing it so high that he has super low lows. Maybe I don't, yeah. I don't know. And then hit with a heavy dose of reality like that. I mean, you never know. And sure. you know, I heard someone mention this one time and it's pretty accurate. I think we're all one bad day away from a totally different life. Yeah. And it's probably pretty accurate, you know. Yeah, a couple of things go differently in your life. Who knows where you're going to end up? Right. But I, I think it's a good lesson for everybody. Like, if you're having issues, if you feel really bad depression, reach out to someone, talk sure. to someone, do something to try to, because people are willing to listen. And so I know we all get wrapped up on our own shit. It's, it's that's, I mean, it's not an excuse, but it's the truth. Yeah, we all get wrapped up in stuff and. But I think there's a good community of people that would I, I know for one thing the community the people that's listening to this would definitely all come together. Oh, for sure. And I think that that's a reassuring thing because I know anyone can have a, a dark time or mm-hmm. be in a bad place and sometimes just talking, not even about anything, but just having a conversation with someone definitely helps. So yeah. you know, if you're ever in a dark a dark place, hit me up, hit up Bain, hit somebody up, talk to people and you know don't let this be the conclusion of the story. Well, then you're not alone. You yeah. know, that's the, that's the biggest thing is you're not alone in it because mm-hmm. so many other people deal with it. They don't, they're not dealing with your situation, but you know, everybody's struggling a little bit. And I guarantee you any story you have, someone has a relatable story. Yeah. And hopefully a way that they came out the other end of it. So just keep, always keep that in mind. And, and, if anyone's struggling out there, because I know everyone does struggle, especially during the holiday season. For sure. I know this is a very cheery time of the year, but if you're in a bad place, 10 times worse. Or it can be. Well, it's and it's also usually like a hot spot for mental illness, like yeah. suicides and shit like that. So Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. Now, rest in peace to Jason David Frank. Absolutely. It makes me want to watch the Power Rangers movie again, the original. Yeah, that was such a good movie. You know, it's hard to find anywhere. I have it on VHS somewhere. I Amazon has it on DVD, mm-hmm. which may be my only route to go because I can't find it anywhere else. Can't, like, it's not on Vudu or anything, is it? It's on Vudu. I Googled it. It said it was on Disney Plus. It's not. Why would it be on Disney Plus? I just what it said, but That's it's not. Weird. And then, uh, yeah, I, I searched on every streaming 
device I could think of. I couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm like, well, maybe you just can't get it. So right. I don't know. Who knows? Definitely wild. Uh, we saw the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega make their big return to All Elite Wrestling at full gear. Yep, yep, we in, did. In the trio's title match against uh, Death Triangle, the Lucha Brothers, and Pac. Um, did they win that? They did not. They lost. That's good. Yeah, uh, old Ray Phoenix hit uh, Omega with the hammer. What's the hammer? Like an actual hammer. Oh, he, okay. I thought that was the name of a, a move. I was it is not. Trying to figure out what, <laughs> what that what that move was. I'm out of the loop on AEW. The jackhammer! Yeah. Uh, so he hit him with a hammer. Okay. That's, that's cool. I mean, I, it's totally different matches, but when I, I always relate trios matches to triple threats just because there's three on each team. So assuming the rules are not like triple threats in the sense that there are DQs. Yes. It was hidden from the referee okay. that he cheated. Um, that's always been a weird thing with, with triple threats is cause I don't think a lot of the fans realize that you can't do a DQ because then it would just be two people. <laughs> right. Like, what do you do? Right. You know? yeah, it's not, a, it's not elimination style. Right. Yeah. Which ECW always did elimination style. I actually kind of like that. I, I like it when it's uh, four people. I like the elimination. Yeah. When we did like the uh, PHPW, I always like doing it. We called them the square dance matches. But mm-hmm. I always like doing the elimination style on that because it's, it, uh, it seems like it flows better mm-hmm. and it's not as, it's not as like, chaotic with everybody trying to break up pins and stuff like that. Cause I mean, if somebody hits a finishing move, like I oh, just let him pin the guy, you know what I mean? Like it's less people in the ring. Isn't it weird how they always still say this match is scheduled for one fall? Yeah. Because of course it's one fall, right? If you would say it's two out of three falls. Yeah. If it was one fall is the default. You shouldn't have to say it. That's always been a weird one to me. Yeah. This match is scheduled for one fall. And, and it bugs me in WWE because they don't give the fans time to chant because I know like in the UK, that's like a big One reason, fall. right? They, that's a big reason why they do it is because the fans like to chant along with it. But like WWE doesn't even let you have the the time to get that chant in. They don't. They don't like the fans bombarding a show. I've noticed that's kind of been a thing the I, last few years. I get it when it's like bullshit. Like fans used to just randomly chant CM Punk for no reason. But like, stuff, they have a new chant now. Oh yeah, they do. But like, I, when it's like when it's just kind of playing along and playing to what you're doing in the ring. Like, why not? Like what, what, what's the harm in that? Like, I feel like like, giving fans the opportunity to chant one fall means that they're into it. Now, if you like say that, do the pause and then nobody says one fall. It's like pausing for the what they always did that. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they still do that sometimes. Like if they catch it, like they still like, they keep their cadence, like where they do a pause between every few words. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's weird how WWE is always, like, I feel like that was more of a Vince McMahon era thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what Triple H does. But I remember there was a Raw where a bunch of guys were in the front row dressed like Hogan and Warrior and Savage and stuff like that, and they made him change. Yeah. And everyone was kind of like, what the hell is this? Did like, they do that or did they move him off camera? No, they, they, were, they were still there because they were front row. But, like, all of a sudden, like, wearing, like, WWE shirts. Oh, that's And they had to take all their gimmick stuff off, yeah. That's whack. I I remember uh, there was that one episode with The Rock where he was there and they had people dressed up as different characters. And he made mention of it. But and that, they were pissed. I thought that was off camera, though. Like, it was. It was but off they, the hard they had to show it, though, once. Oh, once he's brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, good Lord. You know? What's the big deal about that? Like, why can't you just let people have fun? 
Well, it would be like if you went to a Comic-Con and they were like, hey, you can't wear a costume. I'm sorry, are you Ryu from Street Fighter? Yeah. Get the hell out, pal. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, come on. Like, it's not, you're not hurting anybody. Like, people are having fun. Let them have fun. Right. Exactly. That's stupid. But, uh, yeah, so Punk and, or I'm sorry, Omega and the Young Bucks are back. Yep. Huge pop for their return. Yeah. Um, do you think this is, uh, I'm seeing a lot more people like are all about the FCM punk and the chance and everything. Like these fans are so fickle. Yeah. Like, I'm like, well, no, I don't think that's the case. This is my opinion. I think punk was a crybaby. Yeah. With what he said and what he did. And he may not like it, but it is what it is. Like he didn't start the company. So like he what with, to me, what he did was super unprofessional. Yeah. You can say anything, like whether he was right or wrong, you don't get on there and bury, you know, the flagship people of the company. You just don't. I don't, I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. And so for him to do that and then, and eventually lead to a fight and everything that happened because of what he said, it's like, well, yeah, a lot of the fans are mad. I didn't realize there was that much heat for him, but now they're speculating, oh, wait till they go back to Chicago. It'll be crazy CM Punk chance. Okay, it might be. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's also his hometown. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, duh. What, what are your thoughts on all this? Um, Well, I mean, so first off, as far as the fans being fickle, the only ones that I feel like are fickle are the ones who all of a sudden are saying it's time to admit that CM Punk was right. Well, he wasn't, though. Hell no, he wasn't right. He's still not right. Even if he was valid in his argument, right? You don't, you don't bury the stars. You can have a point and go about it the whole wrong way and still make yourself an asshole out of it. Yes, and that's exactly what he did. He had a point, but he kept straying from it because he kept talking about Colt Cabana for some dumbass reason. Yeah, and then he just made himself look like the dick throughout that whole thing. If you go back and rewatch it, it almost is like this has to be an angle. Like it's so ridiculously over the top that yeah, it felt like he it. was so pissed off about something. Yeah, that it's like he just went off. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like he's the type of guy that if like he started going off at me like that, I would laugh because I'm like this can't be real. It'd be like if your boss pisses you off a little bit every day, a little bit every right. day, and you're at that boiling point. You're right, right there. And he just looks at you weird. You're just like, hey, you know, like right. you want to yeah, just like yeah. tell him off, right? Yeah. And so that's what I felt like had happened here. Although it's weird because he act like all this dirt sheet information. I'm like, I hadn't heard anything about there being beef. No. Even like Adam Page's promo didn't really fully embody anything. I still think that is like reaching. Hugely reaching. And it's like that that promo to me seemed like I mean, what's Who's to say that that was a a shoot, but what Eddie Kingston said in the rings to CM Punk's face was like, ah, that's bullshit. Or MJF. That's work. Right. I mean, like so many of those guys said way more than what Adam Page said. And maybe it's the fact that Adam Page and, and CM Punk don't really know each other like, you know, um, uh, Eddie Kingston does. You know what I mean? Like maybe, and maybe MJF. I know MJF is a huge CM Punk fan. You can tell. But, like, maybe that's the key difference is maybe Adam Page has kind of made it, like, like they don't really know each other. Mm-hmm. And Adam Page doesn't really give a shit to know, know him. You know what I mean? 
it's hard to or say. Or kiss up to him, I guess I should say. Apparently, like, Punk was really big on changing the style for everybody, like, from day one. Yeah, I heard, it's, I heard he was wanting to make it safer. Yeah, well, it kind of makes me wonder, though, if he was, like, the type where he was wanting everyone to tone things down so that he would stand out. Because I know that that's also always a concern. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and, I, and again, that's just speculation on my part. I can see that. Like, because if you think... It, all of Punk's pay-per-view matches, and I've seen all of them, I'm pretty sure, never match the night. And never even oh, really no. and never really even close. And like he added to the shows. But I, I honestly didn't feel like he really hit a stride until that dog collar match with MJF. That was like his first one where I was like, okay, that was good. Yeah. But everything else was like But MJF also works that WWE style. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. And 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 he's also like a young up and coming guy. But like he had the match with Darby, which was fine, but it was like eh. yeah. Like his big return, but it's like okay, like it was not. It was not like there's nothing about it. Where it was like wow, what a match, it, you know. And I'm not the biggest Darby fan anyway, so like that one doesn't shock me that that wasn't the biggest best match of the night. But like, and yeah. then him and Eddie Kingston had a match. I really was not that impressed by. I'm not a big Eddie Kingston fan either. Eddie Kingston is an amazing promo. But yeah, I've never been a fan of his in ring work. Yeah, and so, and I'm not trying to go back and say, like, oh, I was never a fan. No, I, I was happy he was there. I just, Me too, yeah. I just realized, like. We kind of exposed himself a little bit. Well, it's like his, his, his stuff's not where it needs to be, I don't think. Well, I still go back to the theory that I think um, he was the best in the world in 2012, 2014, when it was, like, CM Punk versus the uh, giant big men of WWE. Yeah. Like, him and Daniel Bryan, for sure, yeah, they were the best in the world at the moment. But, like that created a whole new crop of guys that did what he could do and more. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like over time, he became like just kind of an average performer. Cause like dude, he always reminded, he was always to me like never as clean as Daniel Bryan. No ring. Everything was like, it wasn't sloppy in the sense that it looked bad, but it, it, it was a little sloppy too though like it wasn't as clean it wasn't like as precise as what daniel bryan does and, and i'm only comparing them because they both have called themselves the best, best in the world but like um but it just i don't know like i always felt like cm punk's promo outweighed what he did in the ring oh well, and i think that that's that's with a lot of people right like and but like like hogan's promo outweighed his in ring work but like if you don't tout to be the best in ring performer that's completely fine. The Rock, I think we all know. Like he, he never said he was the best wrestler. He's the most exactly, electrifying man. You know? Exactly. But CM Punk always said, I'm the best in the world, whether it's on the microphone or in the ring. I'm the best. And it's like, well, nah. Well, and that's the thing. Is I know he's a big Bret Hart fan, but he didn't hold the candle to Bret. Hell no, he doesn't. You know, like Bret was so good. Right. With anybody. Like, right. I mean, he could do a, a raw match with one, two, three kid. It's like incredible. Or wrestle John Pierre Lafitte on In Your House, and it's like, wow, that's really good too. Right. Diesel, British Bulldog, Shawn Michaels. Didn't matter. It was always good. Yeah. Mr. Perfect. Yeah. So I know this may feel like we're backtracking. To me, I'm really not. I was happy he was there. I was happy he was doing well. I wanted that feel good story for Punk. Like I really did. Right. And I really felt like, honestly, I was like, well, yeah, he's going to need a little bit of time to find his, find his, uh, his bearing but yep. once he gets there and you start giving him 
matches with Danielson, and I think him and Claudia would have been really good, really yeah, fun. I think yeah. I think him and uh, Omega had they not, you know, I didn't realize they butted heads so bad, but I think that would have been a great match. I feel like it would be hard to butt heads with Omega. Like, I mean, again, I don't know these people for nothing, but like, I feel like it would be hard to butt heads with Omega. Well, apparently he did, though. Right, I know, but, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to be a certain type of personality to butt heads with that guy. I feel like. Again, without knowing him, that's how I feel. Jericho seems like he's probably a hard guy to get along with, and he seems to be getting along with everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, I think, is also telling. Right. You know? And and here's the thing. Like, Jericho hasn't always been featured in top spots. No. Like, I remember that one pay-per-view is, like, he wrestled, like, the uh, American top team. You right. know, like. And even him being ROH champion is nowhere near a top spot. Yeah, but he's making it something. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, even even though that's the top title for the ROH brand, that would be like mid card for AEW. And I love that he's calling himself the Ocho, like from Dodgeball. Right. Beautiful. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's 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 great. And you know, now it looks as though like they're kind of catapulting off of him to be like the lead in for ROH getting a TV deal. Yeah. Because I guess they asked Tony Khan about going to YouTube and he was kind of like, I don't think so. Which I think is good. Like I get YouTube is doable and it's easy, but like, yeah, let's put it on like an actual let's get a let's get a TV deal. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see images that uh, apparently Captain Insano might be uh, might be showing up? He has a T-shirt now on. Well, did you see the video? I didn't see the video. There was a uh, it was a music video with um, the acclaimed, the acclaimed, and he did he did the whole shtick from Billy Madison. I love it. It was it was fantastic. But like he was making fun of who was it? He was making fun of. I oh uh, the Swerve mm. Swerve Strickland guy. Yeah, they were making fun of them. It was great. I Loved need to watch it. that. Yeah. Dude, if they make a Captain Insano action figure, are you kidding me? If Captain Insano gets in the ring, I will flip my ass. <laughs> like, that's awesome, though. Yeah, I guess they have the rights to it now. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. Why didn't WWE do this? It's not their deal. Like, I just, I'll never understand why, like, certain things don't happen in WWE. Like, I'll never understand why they don't just, like, like to have fun sometimes. WWE does a lot of stuff I, I'll never understand. It's kind of like recently now Mattel has released like Mr. T mm-hmm. and they've got a Zeus figure. And, you know, I think Mike Tyson would be a good one to go after. Sure. But it's one of those things where it's like, how'd you not have a Zeus LJN or a Hasbro? Like, right. Seriously. Yeah. He was a huge part of that show for a year. And granted, I know it's a short term deal, but like, really? I would have capitalized on that. Hundred percent. How did you not have a Mister TLJN? Yeah, like make even if it's like a special limited edition two pack with Hogan or something. Like, how do you not have that? Like, right? It makes no sense to me. So I feel like they're kind of now realizing, like, yeah, what? There's money to be made there. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, make that shit. Make that money. Yeah, they totally could have done it, but Captain Insano back in the day. Yeah. Now that was a little bit more during his WCW days, but they didn't capitalize on it either. Right. So I I don't I don't really get it. If I was in WCW, like. I would have been like, we're, we're going to go ahead and change your name from the giant to Captain Insano. We're just going to see what happens. Yeah, and yeah. if they were able to, and that may have been a legal rights thing. It might have been at the time. It maybe just copyright ran out on it or something. Everybody wants a payday, you know. So I think at this point, it's like it's been such a long time since that movie happened. Like, why not? Yeah, and maybe maybe Adam Sandler gets a little cut every now and then. I'm sure. Um, you see the trailer for the new video game they're making? I did. Fight, fight Forever. You plan to uh, check this out? What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think I'm going to wait to see what everybody thinks about it. 
I keep hearing no mercy vibes. Yeah, and that's what they that's what they aimed for. Like when they first started development on this, I'm all about they, it. They they were way more focused on gameplay, wanted it to feel like the old No Mercy game uh, than they were graphics. And I mean, I think that shows. I mean, the graphics look great, but they are definitely not on 2K's level. No, but as long as the game plays there and it's fun, I have seen uh, little clips of like mini games that they have in the game, which seems fun, but I feel like it might get boring. Could be, um, but you know, is what it is. I remember uh, one of the games and I haven't played a 2k game in probably since like 2015, 2016, but like there was like a, th- like when you wanted to eliminate someone from a Royal rumble, you had to like hit the button quick, hit the button. You know, like yeah. it's like, it's kind of annoying after now a while. It, now it's kind of a smash, smash game. And then like change buttons every now and then. Yeah. Not a fan of that. It's so. A, I mean, you, it's it's fun, but like you get the uh, honestly, the Royal Rumbles are probably like my, my most favorite part of that game. Even with GM mode back, like I kind of got bored of GM mode after after a few run throughs of it. Well, to me, GM mode was fun, but it took so long. Mm-hmm. Like if you actually played out the matches, oh my god! Oh yeah, I never played out the matches, <laughs> and that's like it's so ridiculous, you right? Know? But like the the thing about GM mode that always and it's probably gonna be the same way with with the AEW game. Are they having GM mode? It's supposed to. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, nice. And the, the thing with GM mode that I don't like is maybe theirs will be better, but with Two K's version, it was very much skin and bones. Like yeah, no no real meat to it. You know what I mean? Like they had um, when I was playing. I think they updated it to where they got tag team championships. But originally, it was just the men's WWE Championship and the women's championship. And then that was it. And it was like, I think they added tag team championships, but like, I think they were still missing like the United States, the Intercontinental, you know, all those. And so there's just a lot of stuff that went missing. And then, and then you would, you would do certain things. There's like, oh yeah, this is going to be great ratings. And then it's like, nope, that was shit. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. happened there. And so like, it was just, it kind of got to a point where I was like, okay. I think I'm done. Yeah. It yeah, it definitely is different. Remember that Retro Mania or whatever it was called? Yeah, I bought that, yeah. No, no, not that. Um it was a it was an app game. Oh, 80s wrestling, 80s wrestling 80s manager. Wrestling. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and had all the goofy characters. Yep. Like that seemed fun, but that kind of got boring too after that a while. That got really boring and they actually did like a few different versions of that. They did they did one where it was like um they did like a 90s wrestling manager um they haven't even did like a modern version of it and stuff like that. I mean, it's that was fun, but yeah, it kind of. And there's even an AEW mobile GM mode. Yeah, is that any good? I played it for a minute. It, nah. Yeah. You know, it's just not really my thing. It's weird how things change so quickly. Yeah. You know, well, in like, mo- yeah. mobile games, you get bored of super quick. Yeah. Well, so my sister's wanting to get my nephew a Nintendo Switch for his for Christmas. Yeah. And I mentioned, like, well, you ought to pick up WWE Battleground because he wants a wrestling game, but I'm like, sure. 2K18 so bad, you know? Right. And I'm like, I don't play it. I'll, I'll just give him mine. Like, you know, right. like, like that like that idea of that game seems fun, but it's like I played it for, like, two minutes. Yeah. I was just like, this kind of sucks. Like, yeah. and after you try so long to download a guy or to buy him, you're like, well, that sucks, you know? It's not that exciting, so. Right. On to the next, but. I guess the AEW game, the roster is going to be a lot of uh, DLC, from what I understand. Yeah, which I think that's that's dumb. I mean, I get it. That's like the the 
generation we're in as far as video games, well, but like Battleground had thirteen members on the game, and then everything else is DLC. I think it was thirteen. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. Maybe it was thirteen men and like six women or something, but it was like very very small. And it's like, and it wasn't all DLC, but you had to like unlock them throughout the game. Now unlocking, I'm fine with. I'm fine with unlocking, but like actual DLC where you have to spend extra money, I hate that. I would rather grind and unlock characters than I wish I think you should be able to have that option. Than have to spend money. Yeah, like now if you want to fast track it or whatever, sure. Put the DLC on there, but I would much rather because that to me creates a sense of playability. Yeah. And, agreed. And you know, I know like I know it's like that in the two K games. Like there are like a lot of things that you can unlock, but then there's also these exclusive things that you have to buy. And it's like, well, I don't want that. Like I, I, I just want to be able to unlock everything. Like if I can do that, then there's no need for me to spend a hundred bucks on a game. But then I, I, that, I think that's where they get you. I remember there was an early SmackDown game where you actually just earned money every time you played a match. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was career or whatever. Just, hey, you earned 120 coins or whatever it was. And after a thousand coins, you could unlock something. And yeah. It could be something as small as a move or you know, create a wrestler attire or whatever it was. And that's I think that's how it is now currently, but like most, I think that's the right way, in my opinion. Yeah, but most everything, like what they really pitch is you buying the DLC because you get exclusive characters that are only in the DLC. Right. And that's where it's like, okay. Well the Mortal Kombat games do that a lot. Yeah. And um I think the last injustice like the Ninja Turtles were in that, and it's like, oh, how can you not buy the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Exactly, Are you kidding me? But yeah, it, it is an annoying thing where you're like, I paid, you know, whatever, whatever for the game. Now I have to pay that much more for all this DLC. It's like, I think I, when I did, because I, I bought the full effing thing. I think it was 120 on Injustice on no the new WWE game on everything. Yeah, and it, it came out because it came out shortly after tax season, so I actually had the money. I was like, I'm just gonna get it. I'm gonna do it. That was, and, and that's everything. But that was everything, like future releases and everything. And so you have Logan Paul. Yeah, <laughs> I have Machine Gun Kelly. And like, that's I, so weird to me. I decided, like, I was like, uh, I'm not gonna do this again. Yeah, because like, this is not worth it. Like, I, I might like do like the regular season pass. You know, spend like an extra twenty bucks on it or whatever. But I'm right. not gonna spend like a hundred bucks to get all this extra. BS that I really don't need. It's one of those things that's just kind of random, you know, like all like, this extra money for whatever. It's like, well, and yeah. then also too, like I don't play my Xbox enough. Yeah, like I, I like I'm like I, I think I last. It's been like three months since I've gotten on my Xbox, my right. brand new Xbox that I bought. My Nintendo Switch is sitting right there. Right. I mean, clearly I haven't got on it in a while. Right. You no, know? but and it's fun. I like to have it, and it's like, oh, it'd be cool to like get on there and play some, you know, Mario Kart or whatever. Yeah. But like, I don't. Because, like, they have those new Ninja Turtle games, and I wanted to get those, but I haven't. Yeah. And it's like, do I need them? No. But it'd be kind of fun, you know, or whatever it is. But Yeah. Yeah. Video games are a crazy thing, man. I think they're rapidly outgrowing us. A little bit. Yeah, I think we're uh, getting to be the uh, old geezers who don't understand the new generation. Yeah. My uh, my brother still plays Fortnite, though. Does he? My, uh, my older brother, yeah. Your older brother plays My older it. brother, yeah. He's addicted to that thing. I've never played it. It's not my bag. I'm not a big uh, uh, shooter guy. And it's a third-person shooter, so it's not the same as, like, your Call of Duty and stuff like that. Right. But, like, and I know there's more to it than just shooting, but, like, I just, I've never been big on it. Like, I'll play it every now and then, or I have played it a couple of times, and I just, not good at it. 
Mm-hmm. I still like Rocket League, though. I'll play the shit out of some Rocket League. So that's the, the truck soccer game, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. I haven't really played that much. But it's a fun game. Yeah, I don't know. It's To me, it's, just, it's hard to want to dive into games anymore. I'm yeah. so, like... Just like if I have if I have some ass time, I'm like leaning back in the recliner watching I TV. I don't know what ass time means. What does that mean, Brigger? Sitting on your ass. Oh, okay. Got it. It's a weird phrase, man. That's from work. Is it? Yeah. Well, because like if you you're got out, a lot of weird motherfuckers at your work, Brigger. Boy, let me tell you. <laughs> no, but like that's what they call it because my my early positions was a lot more like basically where I work, the more you learn, the easier your job becomes. Okay. So I, I have a lot more like controls now as opposed to like actually physically doing stuff i got you so they're like yeah you're gonna like this new job a lot of ass time meaning like you sit on your your ass more than you actually are out there on your feet i got you so that's where that term that makes it yeah yeah my thought my my head goes to a completely different place when somebody says you get a lot of ass time just not not sitting down you know what i mean I think I don't at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what we've learned today is Bane's wearing girl jeans. Yep. And he's not jolly. Yep. I want you to be jolly. I want jolly Bane. Where's jolly Bane at, damn it? I want him here next week. Yep. Because I want, I want jolly Bane. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I honest to God don't know if uh, he'll show up this year, man. But, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, It's just, it's just. You know, it's been a... Have you... And I don't mean this to be negative, but have you realized that as you get older, Christmas is not as big a deal as it used to be? Yeah. Well, and also, too, like, as I've gotten older, I've realized that it's such a money grab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very much... Very much... um, Like, it's left a really bad taste in my mouth over the past several years. Just because of how much money you spend? Yeah, and with now, like, and I, and I hate, like, being one of these guys that, like, brings us up, but, like, and now with the cost of everything being, like, so outrageous, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, I can barely afford gas right now, and it's like, I, like, the thought of, like, having to drop, like, 300 bucks on, on the kids for stuff that they don't even want, like, it just, like, kills me. Like, <laughs> that just sounds terrible. Well, the thing is with Christmas, I think it's become so commercialized that I think we we kind of all lose sight of what it means Mm -hmm. to a degree. Like, I was talking with with Travis, actually. We did a TV Toycast episode last night, and we were talking about Black Friday. Yeah. And just how, like... Black Friday is the worst day of the year. Well, that's basically the point we were making. And he brought up a point I hadn't actually thought about. He goes, you know, it's like... Back in the day, Black Friday was about you get there and it was a doorbuster sale. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Thanksgiving night because I still think that's horseshit. But yep. it was a doorbuster sale. You get there 6 a.m. or whatever to Walmart. And it's like they have this $600 whatever, but it's on sale for 300 Yeah. And that was the reason you went. Now it's like, it's like they bring in like Black Friday items. Yeah. It's not even like regularly marked down stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a really interesting point because I hadn't thought of that, but. The whole concept of Black Friday, because I have been Black Friday shopping like twice in my life, and it was just not my thing. Yeah. I just, I don't, I, I feel like that takes, like, people getting trampled or getting in fights over Christmas gifts. I'm like, man, this is just not what it should be. Yeah. That's, um, and we, you know, me and me and the wife actually went into a kind of like a, a rabbit hole of like where it originated from. 
I don't know if you ever have or not. Mm. So, cause we were trying to figure that out and <clears throat> apparently, and, and somebody out there is probably already knowing this, but like, apparently it came from, I want to say it was, I think it was Philadelphia from, from where I, from where it originated from. And it wasn't even shopping related. It was basically what it was is like the Saturday after Thanksgiving, there would be. Uh, there was this football game in Philadelphia. I think I swear it was Philadelphia. I think it was Philadelphia. I could have the city wrong, but we're going to go with Philadelphia. Let's go with Philadelphia. And apparently there was a football game on Saturdays in Philadelphia on the day or the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And because of that, there were like hordes of extra people in the city and they were causing all kinds of chaos at the, the, the commerce stores, like the, the stores. And because of all the extra crime and, and the violence and stuff like that, because of all these extra people in town, the cops started calling it Black Friday. Mm. And it had nothing to do with shopping. It had to do with the violence and the crime that happened the day after Thanksgiving. Because it's a big football day. Right. And or it was the day before a big football day. Yeah. And and so I guess like it, it became like a thing in Philadelphia and then somewhere along the lines, it got spun, uh, into like Philadelphia started using it to like attract customers. And then because of that to like spin it and make almost like make it a, uh, like a, a fun thing. Well, because of that, like it started catching on nationwide and that has started happening in the eighties and it became like a big thing, like late eighties, early nineties, Black Friday. I don't remember being called Black Friday initially. I remember always like doorbuster and stuff like that. Like I would hear that term, but I remember, I remember the term Black Friday when we were, but it wasn't like until we were probably in our teens when I right. started hearing it. Yeah, it just. It, but I always remember the day after Thanksgiving the sales. Yeah, and I also remember like Thanksgiving was always a big time for catalogs, right, or like advertisements in the newspaper. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's just be, kind of become a, a a very strange thing. I remember years ago, this is like two thousand nine, two thousand ten maybe. Mm-hmm. It's two thousand nine actually, because I remember I got WWE two K or WWE SmackDown versus Raw two thousand nine. Nice old, old school. Well, I wanted an Xbox three hundred and sixty, which was a few years old at this point. But sure, it was probably like, easier was, to get. Yeah, Best Buy had a deal. Where if you bought it, it came with two included games, which were, I'll never forget this, Lego Indiana Jones and Kung Fu Panda. Honest to God, I bet both those games were really fun. They actually weren't bad. Yeah. They also had a deal. If you bought it on Black Friday, you got Tony Hawk Underground or something. Oh, and some And some other, like a sports game. Some maybe an NBA game or an NCAA game or something like some other sports game. So, so with it, your brand new Xbox, you end up with four games out of the gate. Now, as you know, with current games, that's just not a thing anymore, right? No. And so to come like with four games out of the gate it was like wow, and it was all the price of just the, the Xbox. Yeah. Well, I was not gonna go, you know, early in the morning or have my mom go early in the morning to go get that. But we happened to be at Best Buy that night to look for something. Me and my dad, and they actually still had it because no one had bought it. Really? They saw the deal. And so I was like, whoa. And so he was like talking to my mom. He's like, well, I can get this. Like, if that's what he wants, like, they still have it. Yeah. And so I ended up getting it. And that year I got 
SmackDown versus Raw 2009. Yep. And Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Nice. I also got TNA Impact, but that game wasn't very good. Dude, I was so pumped for that game because the graphics looked incredible, but I heard nothing but bad things about that game. It's not good. It was not good. They tried, but it just wasn't good. But anyway, um, so I ended up with like seven games at Christmas, which is pretty good. Yeah. I played two of them. SmackDown versus Raw, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Damn. So that's kind of where it's like one of those things like, ooh, this is a good deal, but it's not if I don't want to play the games. Exactly. You yeah. know, and that's where I think the whole Black Friday thing kind of comes in where it's like, this isn't that important. Like, you're just getting stuff to get stuff. Yeah, but I, but it's it's a better, it seems like a good deal because it's like, whoa, four games? Mm-hmm. How great a deal is that? But right. like, who gives a shit? Well, dude, and how many times have you seen the videos of people fighting over TVs and shit, oh, and yeah. like the KitchenAid mixers? And it's like, okay, I know you're not gifting that. I know you're not buying that for somebody. You're buying it for yourself. Yeah. Which is like, in theory, that's not a big thing. But like, this is like supposed to be the time of year (coughs) where we are gifting to other people. Yeah. If we are going to do that, like it's supposed to be the time of year where we're like thinking about other people. Yet there's this one day where we literally are trampling everybody. Yeah. To save like a hundred bucks, maybe. Well, today, I don't even know if I talked about this in the show or not, but I got a new iPhone which is awesome. I haven't had a new iPhone in years, but I needed a case, which right. I, I, you know, at the cell phone store, they're trying to sell me a case for like 50 bucks. I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> so I'm but, not your sucker, but I'm like kind of nervous. Cause like, you know, I don't want to have not have a case on it. Cause you know, you don't want to break your phone. And so I ended up going to, uh, to Walmart to try to find a case. And they honestly did not have that many choices, but I found this clear one. I'm like, oh, that works. So I got this clear case yep. and I'm in self checkout. Right, and there's five self checkouts because I'm at the one by the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Three of them had the flashing red light, mm-hmm. and like people are just like waiting and waiting and waiting oh for like you, like the one kid to come and like help them, and it's just like this is horrible. Yeah, but as far as the eye can see, not a single cash register is open. That's ridiculous. And then that Walmart in particular has like thirty. Yeah, cash registers, like actual cash registers. And so there's no reason for there at least not to be one or two that's open. Isn't it weird though, like how how that has become like because self checkout was designed to be faster, right? But that now was, it's the only option, so it's not faster anymore. It's but if you have if you have an issue with anything, it's going to be slower. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because even like little things like if you buy like super glue, they 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 I do it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like what the hell. Yeah. So yeah. And I was thinking about, you're talking about your iPhone case. I was actually thinking about not really an upgrade, but changing cases uh, to a, to a wallet case. Yeah. I've seen those. I've never went that well, that route. Cause I'm afraid like, well, if I lose my phone, at least I have my wallet. If you lose it all, it's, it's all, it's everything. Well, and that's, that's the, that's, I that's something I haven't really thought about just cause like, I've never really had the issue of losing my phone. Not to say that it couldn't happen. Knock on wood. I'm very cautious with that stuff. I am too. But like, the thing I am worried about changing is I'm a big pop socket guy. Um, because never had a pop socket. They're super handy. Like I, I have like on my treadmill, I have like a pop socket holder so I can watch videos while I'm on the treadmill. Very nice. I have like one in my work truck. So like I can just prop my phone up. So if somebody calls me, it's like propped up and I can just go doop, you know? Oh, very nice. You know what I mean? Like they come in super handy. So if I have, if I have the wallet, all that goes away. Sure. But I also don't really like having my wallet because it kind of just gets in the way. 
And, and so like, I've really been, I've really been debating it, man. Like and your wallet accumulates so much. It does. It's so in this, this will hold, like it has like three slots for cards. It does have a little pocket to where if you have cash, you know, but that's really all you need. And true. You know what I mean? Like, and so I don't need to carry all of my cards with me at all times, but like I do now because my wallet holds like 10 of them, right. you know? So I just like, yeah, I'll just shove it in my wallet, <laughs> you know? But like, that way, if like something did happen, like at least I would only have like one or two cards missing instead of like all ten of them. Yeah, but I I don't know. I've really been thinking about that lately, and I kind of kind of think I might go for it, Breaker. Well, yeah, yeah, too. And let me know how what you think because I've seen a lot of people doing those steel wallets now. I've seen those. Huh? Or it's maybe not steel. It's like a metal. It's like a metal wallet. Is it like super slim and it just kind of you slide your cards into it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't I have seen that. I I mean. I'm pretty old school on that stuff. I just kind of keep a wallet until it falls apart. Then I get a new one. Right. Or my dog eats it like happened last time. So, right. Well, but you see mine is like a leather and it's like, I mean, cheap leather, like 10 bucks. Yeah. But like I've, I've had it for probably like eight, eight, nine years now. And it's like kind of getting to the point where it's falling apart. And so I'm like, I really need to upgrade, but it's like, I don't really want to go shopping for a new wallet. I think I would like to just get a wallet phone, a phone wallet. Yeah. Just have it all encompassing. You know, there's my phone. There's my wallet. The word wallet's kind of weird, isn't it? It's a, dude, there's a lot of words that are weird. The more you say them. <laughs> the more you said it, I was like, wallet. Yeah. A wallet. Yeah. I wonder like, who who thought of that. Because I've heard people call it a billfold. Yeah. Billfold. Yeah. But I've never really called it that, even though it seemed more... Uh, seems more genuine than a wallet. It seemed more appropriate back in the day when credit cards weren't a normal thing. Funny story. When I was in Japan, all those guys have a change purse. Like a... Kind of like a... Yeah. Like coin purse. Yeah. I and, know what you're talking about. And the reason they do is because over there. They did probably deal with a lot more coins there, don't they? Yeah, but like anything like under like $10 is a coin, yeah. essentially. So it, it makes sense to have it because, I mean, you can have $100 in that thing pretty easily. Right. You know, and so it's just always kind of like funny to see someone pull out like their coin purse. Yeah. It's like, it's like my grandma. You know what right. I mean? Like I've never had one of those in my entire life. You well, know? What's funny is I didn't. Uh, I didn't mention this, but like the, that wallet, iPhone wallet actually came with, or come the one that I saw on Amazon comes with like a little hook on it and it can be utilized similar to like a coin purse. So like, you can, it's like a wristlet almost. Nice. <laughs> you can attach to your wrist. Like, Oh, it's like a little coin purse. Do you know what I decided I'm going to buy? What's Pretty that? Soon, I'm going to buy me some Zubaz pants. Dude, they're comfortable. I don't talk about it enough, but those Bill Benis Zubazes, comfortable as shit. Just ask Caitlin Vinsel. Oh, I, she well, knows. Travis told me, he was wearing some the other night, and I'm like, "Damn, I need some Zubaz." Yeah, I didn't realize they were that easy. Like they're all over the place. They're yeah. easy to, and they're cheap, yeah, relatively they're, cheap. They're, they're on Amazon. Yeah, and so I'm gonna get me a pair because yeah. like, those are like really good, like lounge pants. I feel like yeah, they're super comfortable, super lightweight. Yeah, uh, they're they're nice and flowy, baggy. crazy designs, which are yep. fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I I love them. I don't think I'd uh, ever get rid of mine, yeah. even if I mean I probably actually do need to get rid of the pair I have. Because they're back when I was like 280 and, bit, and they bit. fit pretty good then. So like I haven't put them on in a while. So I'd imagine they're a little bit too big, a little bit too, a little bit too big on you. Yeah. I did notice the sizes were like from waist size, this to this, and it was like a big gap. So I'm like, Oh, they must be very stretchy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very, so, very stretchy. Yeah. I definitely want to get a pair. I think those would be fun to rock around some zebra striped pants. You gotta you know? love it. Yeah, absolutely. You need a fanny pack too. I was really upset when I went to uh, Ribera. They did not give me some Zubaz pants. I was like, damn it. Did they sell them there? No, they give them to the wrestler sometimes. They give them Zubaz? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. 
That was I, I knew about the jackets. I didn't know about the pants. Yeah, and uh, a couple of the guys got them, but they gave me a jacket, which I mean is great to have a you know. A I think I think if I had jacket. the choice, I'd rather have the jacket. Yeah, but it's like, man, I want some Zubaz. Right. Uh, those are just. I'm telling you, I think they're like twenty bucks on Amazon. They are. I, yeah. I have a pair in my cart. I just haven't yeah. bought them yet. Yeah, you need to. Fantastic. Good. So speaking of this new iPhone, uh, I have the uh, <laughs> the Face app now, like the uh, unlock with your face. Oh, does that trip you out? Well, it's just weird because it's like as soon as I open it, it's like unlocked like yep. on certain things. It's like, oh, yeah. The thing that will annoy you, though, is when you go to raise your phone up and it doesn't unlock. See, like right now, mine didn't unlock. And it's like, what? And now it's like your pit. It's because the microphone's in my way of my face. Ah, let me try And it. so your passcode is required to enable face ID. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's really annoying. Let's see. I don't have it on everything, but I have it on some apps. Oh, I just, mine's on my lock screen. It worked for me. Did it? Yep. It might, it might just be because mine's like right in my mouth. Could be. Eh, that's but, cool though. Yeah. It's, it's super good feature, man. Like I, I like having it for like my, uh, my bank app and things like that. That's and, that's what I have it on. And my, uh, I think my insurance app, there's a, there's a few of them that I have that with. I heard Dustin Rhodes complain because it didn't recognize him with his paint on. I, well, the so here's the funny thing is you can do multiple faces for Face ID. Oh wow! Uh, you can add because I I told uh, Steph because she was like, why do you why do you need the Face ID to unlock your phone? And I was like, well, it's just a security measure. If somebody steals my phone, like I gave her my password if she doesn't use Face ID, so she can still get into my phone. Now, if they cut your face but, off, like Dwight Schrute, you'd be in pro- you'd be in trouble, or, or like Face Off. There you go. Um, but like, but. Anyway, I was like, I, I went to the settings and I was like, I can actually add a second face that will unlock this phone. And so like gold dust or Dustin Rhodes, he ought to just put the face paint on and then set up a second face. I think so too. I mean, I'm just saying. Maybe he didn't know that. Tweet him. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to just randomly tweet him like, Hey, paint your face up and then do a face scan. <laughs> like I saw your, tweet I might get blocked. This, this made me laugh. You were like, hi, I'm Bane. I'm, I, I uh, tweet out long replies and then delete them. Oh yeah. I do that all the time. I can't tell you how many times I do that breaker. I like just yesterday. I feel like you've grown up cause you used to not do that. I used to see like you firing back on people about wrestling and stuff. Yeah. Well this, and this isn't ever even about wrestling. It's just, I'll see something stupid, like some, I can't even remember what the tweet was now, but it was something that I was like, you were, it was something about like how somebody on, on a, somebody was taking a flight to Georgia or something like that. And it was like, he was like, it's a Monday night at eight o'clock. And he was like, it's from Georgia, to Chicago, or so, I can't remember where it was from. He's like, but it's, it's snowing in both places right now. And yet the guy sitting next to me on the plane is wearing shorts. He's like, there's no way any of these people are real. And then like somebody in the comments of that video said like, this is classic narcissism to think that, you know, you're the only person who's real. (laughs) And like, (laughs) and I just typed out this long tweet. Like it even like, have you ever like started typing and then it like tells you like, you don't have any characters left. I kept going. Like, even though I knew I didn't have any characters left, I was like, I'm going to edit this bitch down. And like fix it. <laughs> and then I got to the point where I was like, I was like, I, I don't want to interact with this person. Well, cause you know, they're going to tweet you back. Right. And, and I have it muted. So it's not like I'm going to see it, but like, then I'm just like, I don't even want to think about having this conversation. So I'm just going, I'm going to delete it. But I was going to say something about like how, how like, no, I mean, I played the Sims like for a good portion of my life and it caused a 
a uh, kind of a, a a theory in my head or a fear or some kind of something where like nobody is real around me and that we're all in just simulation and that like because I can't prove that you're real, you know, Breaker. I can't prove that anybody that listens to our show is real. So like, how do I know any of it's real? And so like, it's not a narcissism thing. It's just a psychological thing. You went way different than I was thinking with that because I was thinking you were like, yeah, man, but like maybe they didn't know it was going to be cold, you know, or they didn't know it was going to be. Maybe they flew in from somewhere warm and they landed in Georgia and it happened to be snowing. I don't know. Oh, but no, their their tweet, that re- reply was a tweet to the guy who said, like, there's no way anybody else is real. And I think in his head, like that, the idea being like, how the hell are you dressed like this when it's right, cold? Right, you know? And right. it's like, it's, you're going somewhere cold and yeah. like, what's wrong with you? That being said, I do know I flew from uh, Tampa to Oklahoma in December for mm-hmm. Christmas when I lived there. And I flew in shorts and a t-shirt because I didn't think the climate was going to be a lot different. And you know, there's that, when you're on a plane, there's that little space between the air aircraft and the jetway. Yeah. As soon as I crossed that, that cold air hit me. It, like oh. cut, it cut me in half. Oh, I bet. I was like, and I think because living in Florida that time, I was so used to warm weather. Yeah. Like just because you probably have it all the time there. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I was wearing shorts in December, you know. Right. And so like when you are first introduced to like cold weather, even like when you're used to it, like where we live, it's been cold lately. It's like, oh, my God, it's so yeah. cold, you know. Well, like today's in the 60s and it kind of feels warm. Right. Definitely a uh, different time, but uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Excuse me. That's just it. Uh, well, of course, we want to shout out some of our podcasting buddies like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Make sure to check them out every Sunday and Scott's Side Project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Check out uh, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. The Ringside Rant with RJ. Uh, the Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan talking all things NASCAR. Absolutely. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Um, he put over heavyweights today on Twitter. Such a damn good show. I didn't realize he did that. Well, so it was one of those tweets like, name a Ben Stiller movie without naming this. And he's like, easy, heavyweights. Like, Dude, that's that's why I love Drew Vinsel. I, and I, you know, so he I, I he tweeted, gets a breaker. I tweeted him a Tony Perkins gif. Yeah. And he tweeted me back one, which is like, yes, dude, that is to me, that movie introduced me to Ben Stiller. Yeah, me too. Oh man. I, I still think heavyweights is great. Uh, there's a, there's a line that, uh, I'll say to the kids every now and then when it's like, when they're about to go do a chore or something like that. And they're like, all right, I'm going to go do this. And I do a Ben Stiller line from that movie. And it's always do it, do it, Lars. <laughs> <laughs> and they never understand it, but I do. One of my favorite lines is after he weighs a couple of the kids and they've gained weight mm-hmm. and he's shooting his infomercial, right? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I uh, love that scene. And then, so I can't remember the, cause he ends up cutting it, right? Uh, it's Josh. I can't think it's Goldberg from the mighty Ducks. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his last name. It's Josh though. Yeah. He's like, Josh, come on up here. Get on the scale. Get off the scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause the first kid gains two pounds. He's like, Hey, we can fix that. All right. right. Diet and exercise. And then Gerald Garner gains nine pounds. He's like, you've been cheating. Yeah. Hmm? You've been cheating. <laughs> he starts talking to himself and uh, they're all looking like, Oh my God, this guy's nuts. Yeah. But so funny. That's uh, a damn good movie. Yeah. Check out tales from the estate too. Hopefully they should talk about heavyweights. 
Because uh, if they don't, they should. Well, if they haven't done ninety favorite nineties uh, comedies yet, they may have. I'm so far behind. I, I, well, they're doing so they're doing like all nineties themed things. I've seen Goosebumps has been on for there. their for their nineties uh, episodes, and so putting this out there, do your top five nineties comedy movies. Nine, not rom coms. They already did rom coms. That's where Clueless came in. Sure. Do your top five nineties comedies. And put heavyweights at the top, both of you guys. Heavyweights definitely is on there. Um, I'm also throwing in three ninjas. That Tommy boy. Tommy boy. I'd I'd even put in black sheep, but like that's that's me being biased. I I also think uh, I think black sheep's funny, but I don't think it would make my top five. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's not as good of a story as Tommy boy. Tommy boy's a feel good story. Yes, that's true. Um, um, Billy Madison, I would say. That's really or, or or Happy Gilmore, either one. Both those are great. I'm trying to think what other comedies that weren't silly SNL type comedies. I mean, there's also like Sandlot, Mighty oh, yeah. Ducks. Sandlot was so good. I you know I feel like I know Mighty Ducks has comedy moments, but I always felt like that was more of a drama than a comedy. It actually kind of is because it's it's really it's like a redemption story. Yeah, like it, it's it's like a drama slash comedy. Well, yeah, a dramedy. A dramedy. There you go. Well, because what's funny is like, you know, Gordon Bombay is like this, you know, really gifted hockey player who essentially leaves hockey because his coach is such a dick. Right. He gets into to being a lawyer. He gets in trouble. So he's penalized by coaching a hockey team. That's his community service. Yeah. Ends up falling back in love with it and trying out for the minor league. And it's like these kids are just like this ragtag, horrible team. And he really like makes them like the state champions, you know, yeah. like he does so... So it's a redemption story, you know, for yeah. them and for him, you know. Sure. Like I think it kind of reignited his love for hockey and yeah, everything else. It's a, it's a, that's a, just a good movie, though. Absolutely, they don't make movies like that anymore, do they? Uh, I think they do. I just don't think they uh, make it out to us. I think we would probably think they were corny if they made a current version. I don't know those, but they'll all those to me stand the test of time. Yeah, but it's it's also hard to emulate a story like that now because they're. We like those because of the nostalgia factor. True. Like if they made a ragtag hockey team, it would story, feel like oh, it's like the Mighty Ducks. Or like even if it was any other sport, ragtag basketball team. You know what I mean? Like we would be like, you know, the kids might like it. I don't really care about it. Yeah, that's true. Ah, the nineties. What a time, dude! You can't top the nineties. You really can't. Also, check out I Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his buddies. Absolutely. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Helen with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf. And, of course, don't forget about his amazing chop shop and his artwork at the Art of Jason Wolf. Mm -hmm. Pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim at a chair shot. Uh, Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with Richard Yule. Tots with our buddy Al Day, who's actually the guest this week on You Know It's Fake, Right? Fantastic. And, uh, also, yeah, like I said, check out our other shows. You Know It's Fake, Right? I already mentioned that every uh, Monday with me and a special guest. Al Day was on this week. Uh, no holds bar with Bill Benis. Yeah, yeah so I'm getting into all kinds of shenanigans over there. Well, you know, I got accused for sexual harassment, and I'm not okay with that. And I can't imagine you would be. And uh, it's just been—it's not been fun. It's not been fun for me. I know that. So I'm—I'm I'm just thankful our, we're done with contracts, and I'm just gonna leave at the end of the season. So this is it. I'm done. I'm—I'm I'm done. Wow, there you have it. Breaking news here, folks. He's done. They're, they're not. Nope. Nope. Done with all that nonsense. Hey, man, if you want me to talk about it anymore, I'll just leave it out of the roll call. Yeah, just erase it. Okay. Forget about it. And deleted. 
Well, still talk about it to the end of the season. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Uh, also, uh, the TB Toycast with me and Travis Fowler. Check us out every Thursday. Uh, all of Bane's music can be found on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Yeah. And uh, all of our t-shirts can be found at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and WhatAManeuver.net. Yes. You can pick up a lot of our friends' shirts as well over at WhatAManeuver. So check all that good stuff out. Uh, anything else you want to add, man? That is it. We hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving, and we will see you in seven days. Easy, easy. There's the outro. There it is, right there. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this is the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Dope pistols What'd you think? It's good, it was really good Pretty good That son of a bitch, Eric Barker You son of a bitch Okay, now dig it, Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.